Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution. Your host. Today we're talking about the Ten Commandments. This is commandment number nine. This is coming from somebody that's been married more than three decades, who studies and works in conflict resolution and negotiations, who does um, child custody mediations, divorce mediations, and actually teaches online courses on how to have great um, how to make marriage work in a great way. Number nine is what we're going to be covering today. Number nine, people like, don't like to talk about this one, but it really kind of does need some attention. It does. It needs your attention. You need the attention of number nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sit still. Here we go. Number nine. Dedicate, dedicate to giving time to your intimate relationship. Ooh, and that's the thing that goes, and that's the thing that we don't want to recover. And that's the thing when we're in pain and we've, and we've been married so long that we, we don't know each other anymore. And we've wrapped ourselves up into the lives of our children and their, our grandchildren and our friends and our civic duties, our, our volunteer work, our churches. When we've thrown ourselves at everything else, this is such an uncomfortable place. Commandment number nine, dedicate to giving time to your intimate relationship. Now, it's not just about sex, guys. And there's a lot of you out there that already know this, but it needs to be said. It's not just about sex. Now, when we were younger, there was a lot of that going on, possibly. And as we age and as we've been married longer, we find different qualities that are much more appealing And it's not that sex isn't good or doesn't work. It's just much more appealing. Intimacy is more appealing. Look, it's longer lasting. (laughs) That's a pun. That's a pun and and a reality. It's longer lasting. It's anchored in something that is soulful and deep. Intimacy. Intimacy are things that aren't shared the same way. With, the, with anyone. You have an intimacy with a newborn baby. You have an intimacy with your teenager. You have an intimacy with your grown children, with your friends, with your the people who work with you. you there's an intimacy everywhere. But this intimacy, this intimacy is soulful, deep. It touches the dark spaces in your heart, the, the cool spots that is reserved only for certain people. When you commit to giving time to your intimate relationship, it's about serving your marriage. It's about giving, leaning in, owning, honoring the things of your marriage. It's owning and honoring the things that you decided when you were younger and have forgotten to do. It is the willingness to be vulnerable, to say, I still ache for you. It's interesting. I talked to a woman uh, the other day, and we were in a group, and 
we were talking about our feelings and our feelings are meant to be felt. And as we were talking, I said, just get somebody to give me a feeling. And she said, grief. Well, my, my mind went everywhere. Grief as in good grief, like as a good grief, bad grief, a real big pain. Finally, she came out that her husband passed away. And I said, we were talking about prayer and connecting and owning our feelings and being able to feel through them and what that looks like. And so I got very vulnerable. And that's what I'm talking about, an intimate relationship, an intimacy in your relationship. And when I got vulnerable with this good woman, I said, you know, pray, lay it at God's feet and say, I ache for him. I crave him. Can we do that to somebody that lays next to us in bed? That's hurt us. That's shown us a side of them that we don't, didn't want to know. Didn't want to see. Maybe we've been dismissed and maybe we've just gone on autopilot and there is no sex. But what if you could build intimacy? Are you willing? Are you that person? Do you want a marriage that works? Or do you want a marriage that exists? Invest in your intimacy, in your relationship. Serve something in your marriage. It could be an uplifting weekend that has deliberate rules and boundaries that you're going to lead Maybe you're not going to lead and you're just going to have it. It could be creating annual focuses, goals, setting guidelines around those goals. For example, the first of each month, on the first day of each month, we reserve and nobody um, is allowed to disrupt the first of every month because maybe you guys have reserved it for something very special. If you listen to... Um, commandment number eight, you heard about something that I did. And maybe it's that the first of each month, you're going to drive to the local parking lot, safe parking lot, like a church. And you're going to have keto ice cream and talk about the best parts of last month. Maybe it's that you're going to lay. I remember getting on the roof with my husband, you know, lay on the roof with your husband or your wife. And you're going to talk about what you see in the stars if, if there are no rules, you could do a game night. There are loads of relationship card decks out there. Maybe it's a night or a morning, an afternoon, and an evening at a hotel with room service and sex. It could be an annual, semi-annual planning that you organize, that you implement with your spouse. That's a course that I teach on is how to create a life planning conference, how to create goals for the next year or the next six months. How do you do that? And how do you get get that where where both parties buy in? There's no fighting. How do you do that? Well, organize that. Take my class. You could take my class and learn about it, how we did it, how he was resistant to doing it. And then His testimony at the end or his uh, testimonial at the end was, this is the best thing I've ever been to. I want to do it again. It is committing. 
to building the intimate part of your relationship. And it doesn't need to be inundated and overloaded. You guys know each other so well that if you give quality over quantity, it could still work. It's not about, oh my gosh, I got to fit another thing in here. It's about, oh my gosh, you're amazing. I remember when you did X for me. That was amazing. I love that. Thank you. Thanks for the consideration. It's taking something home. It's making a phone call and saying, you know, here are three things I love about you. Here are three things I appreciate about you. Sometimes when we've been married a while, we don't say those things anymore. And we feel really stupid when we do. And it's not reciprocated. Or we walk into those tough conversations where we expose ourselves and we go, great, he's not even going to reciprocate or she's not even going to connect with me. Great. Boy, do I feel stupid. And it makes us dig in our heels even more. And we never talk about that. But truth is, our relationships are only what we invest in it. It is not what they're investing. It is only what we invest in that gives us the return. Now, when I say that, okay, so you don't get what you want. Is that the marriage you're going to want? Or is there a way to recover that, to have a conversation about that, to find out if that's the marriage they want? Yes. The answer is yes, you can. You can. Take, my, take one of my classes. You can figure that out. I, when people leave relationships with me, they leave on a high note. They leave in a situation where, look, you're a good person. I'm a good person. Let's just be good people separately. It doesn't always have to work perfectly, but the quality and making marriage work is your decision, not anybody else's. I promise it is not anybody else's. It's all yours. You have the power, you have the desire, you have the vision, you have the capability. It should be what you want. But now, if you commit to your intimate relationship, you can have a discussion about that. And it's beautiful. Commandment number nine. Dedicate to giving time to your intimate relationship. Hope it helps. Be blessed. If you ever have a question, just ask.